Welcome to The Alignment Show, featuring conversations with folks who have taken steps to identify their highest values and align their lives around them. Time on this earth is not unlimited, and you may be seeking to make sure you spend your time on things that matter to you. These conversations will encourage you and support you in doing so. Now, let's meet this week's guest on The Alignment Show. And a good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time it might be in your part of the world. Thanks for being back with us again here on The Alignment Show. My name is Don King. I am your host, and I always forget to say date and episode. I'm going to start trying to do that. We are broadcasting this on November the 15th, 2023. This is episode number 37. And as we get started here, before I introduce our guest, I want to remind you that uh, The Way of the Three-Year-Old Why is out in publication. I'll put a QR code up here, but for those of you who are listening um, audio only, you can find out more about it at donking.com. That's D-O-N-N-K-I-N-G.com slash 3-Y-O, the number 3-Y-O. And I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but on the other hand, it may be that you're interested in whether you would be interested. Uh, and so sort of like cheese sampling at Kroger, you know, you, you try it out, uh, then we've got a free short story for you. Uh, I've got a QR code for that up here as well. And I will put a, uh, oh, what do you call it? Uh, ticker. Yeah, that's what they call it down there at the bottom. DonKing.com slash brewing. No, it's not that kind of brewing. It has to do with coffee. But you can check out the type of writing that you would get in the way of the three-year-old wine. That's enough about our sponsor at this point. I would like to also remind people that coming up on December 1st, we are switching from Wednesdays to Fridays for our broadcast. So that week, instead of broadcasting on Wednesday, we will broadcast on Friday. Let me get that QR code off here. Our, our guest is listening here. We were talking about radio and, you know, th this is like, it's like running a starship sometimes here, Terry. So there we go. All righty. So it is my privilege at this point to introduce our guest to you. I've known Terry for a few years now, and we've actually met in person a few times, which is kind of unusual these days. Uh, Terry has made a great career training people in effective sales. I'm, I'm going to say he's been featured in Forbes and Automotive News. He's spoken to audiences coast to coast at TEDx and national conventions. But he's kind of made a little bit of a switch. Now, he says uh, he is an author, speaker, and entrepreneur, and he's all of that. But with the release of his latest book, Here Come the Nothing Heads, he's a poet philosopher, too. And he makes a pretty mean chocolate cobbler. We can't do that virtually, I don't think. But we're going to find out what was involved in all of that shift. And Terry will tell us more about what he's up to. But let's just get him on stage. Terry, welcome to The Alignment Show. Thanks hey, for being here. How you doing, Don? Phaser's set to stun, baby. Phaser's set to stun. <laughs> oh, just glad to have you here this week. I, I'm always interested in... Um, in authors and people who have written books because everybody talks about writing one 
But to be able to actually accomplish that, I mean, not too many people do that. And from what I've seen of your book, and I've read the book, uh, it is a switch from the stuff that you've been doing for the last, what, 20, 30 years? It's, it, 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 is de it is definitely different. Uh, I don't know if it's switched so much as a continuation. Maybe it's uh -huh. just the natural, inevitable result of my 59 years on God's green earth. So. There you go, because uh, the approach that you have taken in in teaching people about effective sales really does fit in with what I can see of of the poet philosophy thing here. It's not yeah. about taking advantage of people, but but working with people, serving people. Uh, let's let's get a little bit of background in there so that people can see where you have brought your life into alignment with your values, which is what we're all about here on the alignment show. Uh, you, uh, I almost pulled up your other website where you have done the, the sales training and specifically you have worked with people in the automotive industry for years. Right. Am I correct in that? Yeah. I've been working in the automotive industry for, um, I've done nothing but work in the automotive industry pretty much for the last 30 some odd years. But before that I was in radio advertising, which was only, half the automotive industry half half the spots on uh on jet 107 back in the day were car dealer spots so i've been i've been slinging car spots for a while oh yeah yeah and and just to put context in here uh i know this is not news to you if we talk about stereotypes you know one of the stereotypes that's out there in our culture is the stereotype of the car salesman who is seeking to take advantage of somebody because we know that um very few people ever are repeat customers even of the same dealership mm -hmm. even if it's the same dealership they seldom deal with the same salesperson and so there's a stereotype about how they're I'm, i can't remember who it was that said it but i heard somebody say you walk on the lot and they approach you with that smile on their face but not in their eyes and you get the feeling that you got my money in your wallet and i'm going to take it yeah and that's not what you do. So let's let's put a little context there as we lead into where you are now. So yeah, I mean that that is the stereotype of, of car salesmen, and there are car salesmen like that. But I'll be honest with you, there are more there are salespeople. There are a lot of car salespeople like that because you look at it from the other perspective. The car salesman uh, working out there, the salesperson on the lot, the uh, every, every customer who comes in is doing the same thing. They're in for the short-term game. They're there to get the biggest discount. They're they're, they're most of the time they're just as scummy as as the car salesperson. True. So it, it it is it is it is a bilateral situation because each of those two human beings have failed to recognize the other as a human being. They're not treating each other with kindness. They're there to get what they want at whatever cost. And I'm trying to break that cycle. I tried to break that cycle of training car salesperson to develop uh, the human relationship first. And I'd like the, uh, the car buyers to, to develop the human relationship first, to be open to developing that relationship and building a long-term relationship when most of them are just looking to save a quick buck. Mm -hmm. And I can see where with your mission that you have more leverage in helping the, the salespeople to understand this than in changing all of society. Right. And it happens that it's also a lucrative way to do business. I mean, when you build relationships, it's less stressful for the salesperson. And in the long run, at least, and I would say in the short run, it's, it's more lucrative. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100% is more lucrative. I spent the last 10 years probably interviewing the top salespeople from around the automotive industry, people who sell 
10, 20, 30 times the national average of what the average salesperson is selling. And they're doing that not because they're out hustling, not because they're out grabbing everyone that walks on the lot selling cars. They're doing that because they've integrated themselves in, into, into communities and become integral part of that communities so that when people walk on the lot, they're not looking for a deal. They're looking for their friend in the car business. And uh, the deals go a lot quicker. You make a lot more money. You get a lot more five-star reviews. Everybody's happier if they take the chance to acknowledge each other's humanity right there at the get-go. Yeah, yeah. Do, do you find that initially, maybe as you're training people like that, they fear that if they do this because the person on the other side of the table is seeking you know, to maximize the, the money or whatever, do they fear they will be taken advantage of? 100%. I, I, I go in and I train salespeople. Uh, the first thing I tell them is you need to pick up your phone, look at your phone, see who your friends are on Facebook, see, who's, see who you've got a text from lately, see who the people who are in your life and make sure every individual in your life, make sure you know, make sure you know uh, they know what you're doing for a living. And a lot of them will, will then raise their hand and go, listen, if my brother-in-law knows I'm selling cars, he's going to come down here. He's going to want a good deal. If anything goes wrong, I'm going to seal about it at Thanksgiving. I don't want anything to do with it. I'm going to sit here at the lot. I'm going to smoke cigarettes, and I'm going to jump on whoever walks in the door while I'm drinking coffee, and I'm going to squeeze every dime out of the I can out of them because I don't want to deal with this stuff when I'm off. I, that's, that's No, I'm here to sell cars for eight hours, 12 hours a day. And uh, and I don't want the problems that deal that come with with people uh, and they can't they can't see past that initial transactional attitude that uh, who's going to get the most out of who they look at every situation as a win lose. Somebody's a winner. Somebody's a loser. And I'm going to be the winner. And mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's 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 a it's a it's a big that's the biggest hurdle. That is a matter of fact, I wrote the book how to sell more cars that it's it's a tiny little book it's it's made for any individual sitting on a lot to pick up and uh and and read it while they're sitting there but the main thing is i just i just want them to get the idea to treat everyone everyone in their life as a potential customer and treat them that way and see what long-term benefits come but that initial hurdle is it's uphill battle you are correct yeah yeah i can i can see all the aspects of that, just the, the getting started. Now, it, it happens. Um, several of the folks who are, have been part of this podcast, you know, we're, we're in a community with Bob Berg. And I know you probably recognize the name. I, 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 I've, I've interviewed Bob Berg on, on my podcast. Bob, okay. Bob is good people. Yeah, I, I figured you had. I, I, I thought you had, but I couldn't remember. Uh, so, I mean, you know, that's right along that philosophy. And, and uh, as Zig Ziglar used to say, you can get everything that you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. And, and the help aspect, genuine help. Uh, I can see where this feeds into what you're doing now with your current efforts. Now, before we start talking about specifics with that, uh, I like to go back and kind of probe origin stories, you know, not just how did you get started in sales to begin with, but what led you to realize that the hustle, take advantage of them approach to sales was not the way to go. Was there something that opened your eyes up to that? Well, you know, like I said, I think every everything to me is is a culmination of a long term process. I've been I've been doing this marketing, sales, 
advertising, promotions, publishing, all the things that I'm involved in. I've been involved in them for a long time, and I'm, I'm an old, old man, Don. So it's uh, I, I ain't new. And one of the, I think the thing that really, I mean, there's there's lots of things. I, I got involved with Dale Carnegie a long time ago. I took the Dale Carnegie class when I was fresh out of college. I was selling radio advertising, and uh, we, we didn't have a training budget, but they had a sales uh, a, a sales trade budget. And I ended up making a trade with the local Dale Carnegie people to go through the Dale Carnegie class. And I loved everything about that. It just, it just really resonated with me that this is, this is the way you want to, you, you want to be involved in people's lives. And so I've tried to do that all along in my career as I, as I went from marketing into training, uh, into publishing. So I've tried, I've tried to keep that Dale Carnegie idea, uh, ideology about winning friends and influencing people, uh, in that. And it really, really got hit home. Um, after I started my podcast, I, it was originally called the get you some radio show. And I interviewed again, top sales performers, interviewed a lot of authors, interviewed a lot of speakers, interviewed people like Bob Berg. And I kept, you know, eventually if you hit a dog in the head enough times, they'll learn to get their nose out of whatever it is you're trying to keep them out of. And I, you know, I'm not, maybe not be the brightest bulb on the tree, but everyone I kept interviewing, they kept telling me these stories about how being kind and how how treating people with humanity and actually being a human being first helped further their career over and over and over and over again. I, I was going to at one point write a book called The Get You Some Manifesto exactly on that because so many people told me that this was how they became to the point in their career that they were in that I just finally realized, well, well maybe everybody's just telling me the truth. Yeah, yeah. How, how long did it take you to like, how far were you into your sales career before the penny dropped? You know, I, I, I was I was I was in a sales career for decades before I ever got into the training career. So but, I, you know, I was I took that Dale Carnegie course. So I was I start. I was an accidental salesperson. I was a disc jockey and I, I didn't have the pipes for it. And I didn't have the I didn't have the uh, the rock star good looks to be on TV. And I didn't have the voice to be on radio. So I was in a quandary. I went into selling advertising. And when I went into selling advertising, uh, most of my clients were car dealers. But I took that Dale Carnegie class a year a year into my, my sales training. And uh, and I mean, pretty much right off the bat, I learned that developing the relationships was was the way to sales. And I had a great sales manager uh, that first year out of college. My first year out of college, I was selling radio in Tupelo, Mississippi. I moved from Cookville, Tennessee, where I was going to school at Tennessee Tech. I moved 200 miles away to Tupelo, Mississippi, 200 miles away from any human being I'd ever known. And it was definitely a, a good old boy network. And I had a sales manager who, who really taught me a couple of things. One, he taught me that I had two, two ears and one mouth, and I needed to use them in exactly that order. And two, he was real big on the Rotary Club and, and the community service and getting involved and building the connections that way. But he told me early on, he said, you, you have to go in, you have to do it for the right reason. If you go in looking to build relationships to create sales, that's that's not building relationships. That's building a customer base. That's that's marketing. People are going to smell that. That's that's inauthentic to use a word that that, that people like to use these days. That's an in inauthentic reason for doing that. People can smell it from a mile away when you're doing that. But if you go in and you're looking to build relationships and find a way to help those people, then uh, then everything will fall into place. OK, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, and you've mentioned publishing a few times. I want to go ahead and show 
Um, we're going to talk about, well, let's go ahead and talk about the, um, the current effort. You, you have started something called the Coalition for Human Kindness. Am I saying that right? You are correct. The Coalition for Human Kindness. Okay. And, and so tell us a little bit about that. What, what's the background on that? Why did you, why did you start emphasizing that as opposed to maybe the training that you do or, or that sort of thing? Well, it, it, the Coalition for Human Kindness is, is actually my umbrella organization. I'm bringing everything under that umbrella. That is my, my, my official title is uh, the all, all around good dude at the Coalition for Human Kindness. And I'll tell you exactly uh, this is one of those lightning strike moments during the headlight. I, ha I had a uh, the Coalition for Human Kindness came about specifically uh, in, in one instant. About 10 years ago, when I first started, uh, I, I, I decided I was going to write a book. And I sat down. We talked about people deciding to write a book. I decided to write a book, and I sat down, and I did it. Well, actually, that, that's not true. I'll, I'll go back to that. But I, uh, I wrote a book and then decided I was going to write a book. I wrote it a little bit at a time and then turned it into a book. But it, uh, in that process of writing my very first book called Better Self-Help for the Rest of Us, I had gone through this exercise that I read about in some self-help magazine or somewhere that about defining your why, creating, finding the authentic you, finding what you want to do, creating your mission statement. So I had sat down and created this 17 point mission statement about who I want it to be and how I want it to conduct my life. Um, now, I'll go ahead and tell you, too. This is about 10 years old. I, I, uh, and uh, I'll, I'll tell you the strategy. Maybe somebody wants to do this because it was a fairly effective strategy. I think I think I got it from a guy named by the name of James Altucher, if I'm saying yeah. his name correctly. Yeah. But he said, sit down with a piece of paper and write a mission statement and then write another one and keep writing stream of consciousness until you think you found the exact words that fit you. Just 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 completely unconsciously. And I did that. And here's what I came up with. I live each moment powerfully, simply, joyfully, and gratefully, creating health, happiness, and prosperity, connecting the infinite within us all. That's who I want it to be. That's how I want it to conduct my life. And I did that for about eight or nine years. So about two years ago, when it dawned on me that that doesn't say anything. That doesn't, when it comes to a decision point, that doesn't help me make the decision about how to live my life. That doesn't get me to the next step. You know, I, I, I can be powerful and simple and, and grateful, but what does that mean? Yeah. How, 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 do I, how do I put that into action? And, uh, you know, on my podcast, in my books, I'm always talking, I always have action steps. What are you going to do? What's the next step? Because talking about it, don't feed the bulldog. Mm. Only doing stuff, get stuff done. And um, so, if all if all if all this grandiose mission statement idea I had wasn't going to help me solve my problems, what did it need to be? And through through osmosis or whatever, I decided that my personal mission statement is to be kind mm -hmm. in every decision, in every interaction, everywhere I go, every, every every choice I make. If I think that if that's my filter, be kind. How do I be more kind to myself, to others and to the world around me? If I use that as my as my as as my uh, as as my guide, um, that that that's good. That's helpful. That's actually helpful. So uh, at, at at that at one point, I was try looking at my um, at my businesses, and I have training and marketing and publishing, and I kind of got my fingers in a lot of different pies, and I never really knew what to call them. 
I hit upon the idea of calling this the Coalition for Human Kindness. And I'm, 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 I'm the head of the Coalition for Human Kindness, and we've got all of these things, and it's just my umbrella organization. And, uh, and I put it on Facebook. Honestly, I put it uh, on LinkedIn. I put it on LinkedIn as, as one of my, as, as my, uh, as, as my experiences two years ago and, and never really did anything with it. It's there. It's, it's honestly, it's honestly just in LinkedIn to, to give me a, a, a way to, to list everything that I do. And when I came out with the new book, just a couple of months ago, the uh, Here Come the Nothing Heads, that's when the Coalition for Human Kindness left, uh, left off the page of a, a LinkedIn and made it out into the real world as, my, as the name of my publishing company. Okay, okay. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. So for folks who are listening, uh, as opposed to seeing what we've been sharing on the screen, uh, and I've got it on the screen again for the folks who can see it, uh, we're, we're looking at the, it's, it's bekindclub.org. Did I say be, that right? Bekindclub.org. Okay. And, uh, I've got a little ticker going down here also for folks who can see it. Um, but again, for the audio listeners, bekindclub, all one word, no hyphens, no spaces, bekindclub.org. And that will lead you to this umbrella organization, the Coalition for Human Kindness. Uh, we also mentioned uh, Terry's uh, uh, book. And so let's share that tab again. Got it up on Amazon. It's called Here Come the Nothing Heads. And it's, it's, a, it's a poem, a book-length poem, but it's also philosophy. Um, you know, we didn't talk about this beforehand, Terry. I, I meant to check this with you. And if I'm putting you on the spot, I hope not. But would you want to read a little segment of it or any, anything like that? I don't know if you've got um, Well, let me see. I, I, I could if you, if you wanted me to. Yeah, yeah. I haven't done that before. I haven't been a poet very long, Don, so I don't really know the protocol for, 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 for being a poet. Well. Did you, did you have a part that jumped out at you when you read it? What would you like to hear uh, and I don't have it in front of me right now. So if if there is a part, uh, let's, you know, just a page or so, just to give people a feel for it. Well, let, let um, me tell you. So the, the book's called Here Come the Nothing Heads, and uh, it is a, a, an epic poem uh, for children of all ages is what I like to call it. I told, I told my family, I, I said, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to write a children's book. And they all, my, my wife and my daughters are all teachers, and they look at me like I'd lost my ever-loving mind, <laughs> which is a distinct possibility. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to rule that out by any stretch of the imagination. But I, uh, I, I, want, I, I got in my head of writing this a children's book, but it's not really a children's book. It's written in the style of a children's book. It's written in a Dr. Seussical style. It's kind of a rhyming thing because you and I have talked about, I like, I'm a writer. I've been writing, uh, I've been writing radio copies since I was 19 years old. And so I like writing really short phrases. So this gave me an opportunity to write the ideas that I wanted to get across in short, succinct phrases, instead of writing, you know, a, you know, 20 chapters of you know, better self-help, better self-help for the rest of us has a lot of the ideas that's in this book, but they're written with scientific backing and interviews that I'd done and people telling their stories. It's you know more of a, a general purpose book. This expresses the same ideas in poem form. Um, and just because it's, it gave me a chance to put the words together in nice, uh, nice, sweet phrases. So I'm going to read you, uh, read you a couple pages here uh, from Here Come the Nothing Heads. It ain't easy being you, said Nadalada. You've got a lot going on in there. 
remembering what you're mad about from that one time somewhere. Who said what and what was said and what you're going to do the next time you see them out? Sneezy replied, that's you. Sneezing, sniffling and snuffling. Not a lot, I said to Sneezy. Keeping track of your predicaments surely can't be easy. Just about then, completely out of nowhere, Fluffy came rolling and tumbling from the top of not a lot of stairs. Even Fluffy has a mind full of hoo-ha. 10,000 trifles up there. 10,000 shiny baubles to keep Fluffy chasing air. Very good. It, it kind of reminds me in some ways of the Dao De Jing, you know, which is, is not a story, but, you know, just the, the succinctness and the phraseology. Well, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm glad you caught that because at one point before I decided I wrote, I was going to write a children's book, I, had, I was attempting to translate the Tao Te Ching uh, in, uh, in, in um, haiku form. So mm. <laughs> I, oh. just, 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 just to play with words, uh, because I'm, I'm familiar with the Tao Te Ching philosophy and a lot of that, a lot, a lot of the, the 10,000 baubles and 10,000 trifles I just mentioned in there. That's straight out of uh, straight out of the Tao Te Ching. Um, yeah. And the Tao Te Ching Lao Tzu says that uh, naming is the mother of the 10,000 things. So those are the 10,000 things, 10,000 baubles, 10,000 trifles, 10,000 shiny things dancing around our head to keep us from recognizing the truth of our existence. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, folks, this is ancient philosophy in a uniquely accessible form. And so I love the way that, you know, Terry points out uh, children's story for children of all ages. You know, there's some very simple philosophy here that goes very deep. And I keep coming back to the stereotype, Terry, you know, because we know that stereotype is out there. You know, and so it probably is surprising to folks, a, po a poet philosopher who's made a career selling cars, training other people to sell cars. But, you know, it's an artificial distinction to say, you know, there, there's work and there's life. Well, business is life. Life is business. It's just not only business. Well, I think the I think the point of the book is pointing out that all distinctions are artificial. Yeah. Period. That's, that, that, that's that's the story. That's that's the gist. If you want to boil it down to it, all, all distinctions are artificial. And, uh, you know, one another thing that I've spoken and trained on is, is is personal branding, and that got to be a big buzzword a few years ago. Is was personal branding, and one of the first things I started telling people about personal branding is uh, there's not two yous. There's only you, and you got to be you all day long. Social media gives you a platform to be you louder. Social media gives you a lot more chance, uh, a lot more opportunity to present you to a lot of people. But there's only one you, and if you're a different person online than you are offline, it's not going to work. If you're a different person at work than you are at home, then it's not going to work. And I tell salespeople every single day, the only possible way to be a better salesperson is by being a better person. All distinctions mm -hmm. are artificial. Yeah, yeah. Excellent, excellent point. Well, I, when I asked uh, in preparing for this, you know, I said, what's the next project? And of course, the project that you pointed to is this project that you're actively working on, uh, the Coalition for Human Kindness. So let's refine that a little bit and say, what is 
the next step in continuing to develop the Coalition for Human Kindness? What would you like to be happening next? Well, I, you know, I, I wrote the book. I had I had the uh, the Coalition for Human Kindness. It was it existed only in my mind and on the pages of LinkedIn, and I brought it into the world. Uh, Last year, uh, I, I sat down and I wrote Here Come the Nothing Heads. I wrote it uh, over the course of the first of the year and I got it published in, uh, published and I'm uh, putting it together. I said, OK, well, this is this is when the Coalition for Human Kindness is going to debut to to the world. Um, and I, so I listed it as the publisher of there and it's on the back of there by the book. It's on the back of there. I said, OK, so now I've got it. I've actually got to, to create this thing. So it, it, it exists. Um, you what happens is it's a publishing company. I've got my books, Better Self-Help for the Rest of Us, How to Sell More Cars, and Here Come the Nothing Heads. And you can listen to and read those for free as a member of the Coalition for Human Kindness. And the thing I want to do is, is to grow that. So I'm going to take just a second. Don, I don't. I just see you. I don't. I, I can't tell who else is listening. So I'm going to talk to you. But if you're if you're listening, you you can actually play along because my my goal in life, my 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 job as the all around good dude for the foreseeable future is to grow the coalition for human kindness, to get more people involved in spreading this message of, of human kindness. And uh, part of that is by reading and listening to the books that, that I've put out there, because I think that that's how, that's how I can contribute to that. So Don, I want to make you an honorary member of the coalition for human kindness right now, if you don't mind, but, but, but yeah. you, you, you got, you got to take this, take the oath. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. I Don King, I, Don King, do solemnly swear, do solemnly swear to do my best to be to kinder. Say, say it again. To do my best to be kinder, to do my best to be kinder to myself, to myself, to others, to others, and to the world around me, and to the world around me. Yabba dabba do. Yabba dabba do. So, so as, as an honorary member of the Coalition for Human Kindness, you can now spread that message. You, you can inoculate other members in that kindness and, and spread that spread that along. But if you join the official group, you go to BeKindClub.org and, uh, and become an, an official kindologist uh, for, for five bucks a month. Five bucks a month, you get access to all of the books. You can listen to the audio books uh, and you get a free BeKindClub.org coffee mug, because much like butter and kindness, coffee makes everything better, Don. <laughs> coffee makes everything better. So you, you get the coffee with free, uh, and our tagline is uh, free books, free mugs, free hugs. So you, you can listen to the books for free. You get a, you get a kindologist mug for free. And just for listening, uh, listeners of the Alignment Show, if you if you shine in today and you put Don King's name, you mentioned Don King anywhere, then, uh, then I'm going to send you a free autographed copy of any one of my books, Better Self-Help for the Rest of Us or or Here Come the Nothing Heads or um, or even How to Sell More Cars if you want to sell more cars. But my uh, my goal for the group is to get more people involved in it to get more people in it, to get more people listening to it, and then to keep contributing to it. I want to, I want to write another book in the, uh, hopefully in the, uh, here come the nothing heads vein. And uh, uh, ideally if, uh, if, if we get the really the ball rolling, I'd like to produce a, a video of, uh, of here come the nothing heads. Cause it, I think it, it works, it works as a children's story. I hopefully, I always say that uh, I, I need it to work in three different ways for it to do what I want to do. And the first thing it needs to do is it's is, is a children's story. So the frantic mother who doesn't have time to be kind to herself can can put on the audio book or plug in the video or sit down and read to her kids for 10 minutes and maybe just maybe calm them down enough so that she can breathe 
And that's about the kindest thing I think I could possibly do uh, with with any of this. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, I always like to wind up with a favorite question, Terry. And the question is, there's usually something that you wish that I had asked about that I didn't think to do or forgot about or whatever. Uh, is there a question that you wish that I had asked? And if so, what would your answer to that be? So, you know, if, 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 if you're going to throw me a softball, I think I think the softball I'd like to hear is, dude, Terry, I listened to that book. I, I listened to it on Audible or I went to went to the you know the Coalition for Kindness, Kindness, Human Kindness webpage. I listened to the audio book. That audio version is really fantastic. Who read that? Who's the producer on that? And and no, it's not me. When when I wrote the book, I um I I, I wrote it and uh, got it out and, and and I originally wrote wrote the book as a poem for children of all ages and I thought it needed to be an illustrated children's book and I'm not an illustrator I'm a words guy I got, I, I can't draw uh, but I can put words together hopefully in a, in a pleasing order and I put these words together and I was thinking I needed to get it make an illustrated children's storybook out of this. And uh, I, I you know, approached a few artists and dabbled with a couple of things and nothing was really buttering my biscuits. And it uh, dawned on me, you know, like I said, if you hit me enough heads in, time in the head with a two by four, eventually I'll get the message. It dawned on me that this exists as a storybook. It's meant to be read. It's meant to be heard audibly. And I think I think that, that having those two people there to make that connection is part of the little mojo I want in the book. So I decided that I was going to make this into an audio book. First, it's an audiobook first. That's why it exists in nature. And uh, I was listening to a lot of audiobooks, including the Tao Te Ching, uh, including a lot of books by the Dalai Lama and uh, and a couple of uh, there's a Vietnamese uh, Buddhist monk who oh, I can never, not Han. Yeah, I can never pronounce his name, so I wasn't even going to try. He wrote a book called The Art of Happiness, I believe. And many of those books that I listened to, the same voice kept popping in. And I go, dude, and even my wife, who doesn't listen to any of this and doesn't really know any, doesn't know anything about the Tao Te Ching, she stumbled in on me one day listening to The Art of Happiness. She goes, man, I really like that guy's voice. And, uh, and uh, I said, well, you know, you're right. So when I decided the book was going to be an audio book first, I decided, well, who's, who's this voice that I keep hear, hearing? And I looked it up, and it's a gentleman by the name of Eduardo Ballerini. And uh, Eduardo is the, one of the top uh, audiobook narrators in the country. He's won a Lifetime Achievement Award for, for narrating audiobooks. And uh, I'm not sure about today, but as of last week, uh, the number one audiobook in America, uh, uh, according to the New York Times, not some Amazon number one list that uh, the authors like to try, try it out, the New York Times, the real deal number one best-selling audiobook in the country, is uh, John Grisham's uh, The Exchange, which is sequel to The Firm, which he wrote 27 years ago. Eduardo Ballerini is the narrator of that, and he's also the narrator of Here Come the Nothing Heads. So wow. I've got, I've, it's, 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 it's a pretty, uh, that, that's probably my, one of my proudest achievements is I got this, I talked this guy in, into reading my words and, and putting them out into the universe. I'm pretty excited cool. about that. Well, yeah, that's understandable, man. That is cool. That is cool. Terry, it's so good having you on the Alignment Show. I'm, I'm going to ask you to hang out in the green room for just a second so I can thank you properly. I uh, want to wrap things up here because, you know, respecting your time and the audience, all that sort of thing. But I, I, just, I just have to come back and say I've known you for years. I'm just so impressed at how you have truly brought 
your life into alignment with your values. And that's what we're here for on this program. So folks, Terry is living proof that you can think about these things and bring your life into alignment. Terry, thank you for being here with us. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me on. Thanks to everyone else for listening. Be kind, y'all. Absolutely. I'll be back with you in just a second. So, folks, as we look towards what else is going on with the Alignment Show, it occurs to me, uh, I love what Terry was saying about coffee, quite honestly. Uh, those of you who've been following along with the publication of The Way of the Three-Year-Old Why, you may know that uh, that's the first book in the Sparklight Chronicles. And every book has something to do with coffee. Uh, the, uh, the second book in that series, I'm about a third of the way done on that. Coffee's involved. It's called Real Speak. I've jumped ahead. I'm about half through on what is technically the third book chronologically. It's called Medium Well. And so if you would like to follow along with that, be sure that you, you uh, get in contact with us uh, the way of the three-year-old why. Uh, we've talked about here before. Uh, keep up with that. But coming up next week, we have Kim Curtis. Kim is a best-selling author who uh, her, her story is that she went from uh, the free lunch at her high school cafeteria to being a successful entrepreneur. More than just successful, she's considered among the world's foremost experts in building wealth consciousness the best-selling author of a book entitled money secrets keys to smart investing and retirement secrets and so we're going to talk with her not only about what we can learn about that consciousness but also to learn how she made the leap and that's what we're always looking at here in, on the alignment show in any case we will be back next week we'll still be on wednesday next week and so join us uh, as you can and um Got to get my technology lined up here. There we are. Remember to live your values and value your life. And we'll see you next week. That's it for this week's episode of The Alignment Show. What has it inspired you to do in your own life? Whatever it is, take action now and take the first step. It will help you to talk with a friend about what you're thinking. Share confidencecultivators.com to spread the goodness. And remember to live your values and value your life. We will see you next week on The Alignment Show.